Today's Texas High School Baseball Coach Association podcast focuses on the mental side of the game and features Alan McDougal, head coach at Colleyville Heritage. Coach McDougal's Panthers were the 2019 5A state champs, and he's currently the association's assistant secretary. Hey, Coach, there you are. Hey, Bart. How are hey, you? I, I'm doing all right. Uh, Everybody safe? Yeah, you know, we, we, we had a lot of flooding and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of really widespread. Luckily for us, you know, most of the most of the rain and stuff runs off and then down into the bay and into the into the beach and stuff like that. So we're all right. But gotcha. the the rest of the valley's pretty pretty wiped out with rain. So uh, as if we as if we needed something else to navigate. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But thanks for asking. I appreciate <laughs> Absolutely. it. And yeah. uh, thanks for coming on. And yeah, thank you. you know, we'll start it the way we started with everybody else. So we'll look at your baseball background. You know, where did you play from high school through college, and uh, where are the different places that you've coached at? Yeah, well, I'm originally from Sherman, Texas. Uh, born and raised there. Uh, my parents are career educators, and dad is actually my superintendent of schools uh, in Sherman. And I played for a guy named Howard Herrera, who's one of my uh, one of my big mentors in in baseball coaching. Uh, Probably and I went to Baylor Baylor University after that, and probably as I've gone through this last 25 years of coaching, figured out I wasn't near good enough to play at Baylor <laughs> University, even though Coach Bratcher extended some books and some other things to get me to go in there. So I, I played there for two years, had an injury my sophomore year, and that put a kibosh on, on my baseball career. So finished out uh, there at Baylor, and uh, kind of leads into another question that we get to down the road is, is why I got into this. I, I went to school to, as a history major and wanted to follow my brother's footsteps and get into a, to a legal career and uh, ended up coming home for the summer uh, for my sophomore and junior year after getting hurt and Coach Herrera put me to work as a, as a summer league baseball coach and found that, man, the peace that I had for those two hours for like three, three or four nights a week uh, was something that I get, didn't find anywhere else. So, so, man, I need to do this for a career. If this is something I can do uh, for two hour spans, put that into, put that into motion and, and kind of switched gears uh, at that point and went into education and, uh, I guess the rest is history as far as my career goes. I uh, started out at uh, Boswell High School. Um, I started there in 1997. We, we actually won a state championship my first year of coaching, so I thought that was man, it's pretty easy stuff. Um, and then was there for three years, went to Arlington Heights in Fort Worth, uh, was under Tommy Elliott, uh, who's one of my is my biggest mentor uh, in the profession. Was there for six years. Uh, where there was a stop in there uh, to be the head coach in commerce for a year. That's a great baseball job for somebody. Just wasn't a base, great great fit for me for for very long. Right. Uh, I went back to Heights for for four years, and then uh, in, in 06 got the Colleyville Heritage job and been there uh, ever since. Okay, great. And and you pretty much answered that question. Now now you decided early on because you know a lot of us don't really know we're going to coach until we get out and we've, you know, we've played as much as possible, but you knew, but you knew even before you got out of college that you were, you, you well, were ready. It, it was just, it, I did. It was, it was just a weird deal. I had gone through a breakup with a girlfriend, <laughs> man. I was just, uh, woe is me and just couldn't, couldn't kind of put things back on the road. And like I said, I just found peace coaching those baseball games. And man, it was just a realization. I think the good Lord put it on my heart and said, look, if this gives you this kind of uh, environment and joy in your life, why don't you see if you can do that for a living and touch the lives of others with the way it's touching yours. And uh, so, yeah, I was able to reroute and my, my dad was in education okay. had, had recently gotten out um, and gone to Southeastern Oklahoma as a professor. So I was able to make that transition fairly quickly and, and get some uh, dual things done, get certified in Oklahoma first and then 
reroute back through Texas. So it uh, it made the jump. A yeah, lot that easier. is nice. Knowing what you're going to do early on. Now, um, exactly. Being from Sherman, you know, my my roommate was from Sherman. Do you know a Mark Bean? I do know a Mark <laughs> Bean. It's funny you say that because my dad was a high school principal uh, as he went made his way through through uh, through school and uh, through his progression in education. And uh, I think Coach Herrera, who I mentioned, his first uh, his first high school group was uh, was with Mark Bean on there. So I, I vividly remember. Now that guy was a. I'm sure if I saw him today, he, he's as big as I thought he was. But I promise you, as a as an elementary school kid, I thought that dude. <laughs> he, was he was. He's a big dude, man. And and, and he still right. is. He's he's something else. He's a great guy. Uh, now you're uh, you're the assistant secretary for the Texas High School Baseball Coach Association. What you know? What are you responsible for? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, no, when, when, when Coach Sanders called me, uh, I guess I guess a year and a half ago, to ask me to come on board, uh, he, he was kind of said, "Look, we're, we've we've got this role as assistant secretary. I'm not exactly sure uh, what that entails, but I want you to to jump jump on board and just kind of be available where needed. And then as this progresses through, you'll kind of just uh, navigate uh, up through the ranks uh, as you go. So uh, I, I was just I've been talking to Coach Sanders and the rest of, of the admin trying to get a little bit more representation from some guys uh, in the North Texas area. And I think he was uh, diligent enough and found, a, found an opportunity for, to give some representation uh, with us uh, in that role. And I'm just, man, I'm happy to help wherever I can. Wherever That's I good. Can you got, you got to fight your way in. The guys that are kind of there right now have been around there for a while. So you got to find, absolutely. <laughs> you got to find sit, something to do. <laughs> sit, sit, sit and be quiet and just kind of take it all exactly. in. Exactly. It took me a long time to, to figure that one out. All right. So uh, I got it. You know, what was it like coaching a first-round draft pick like Bobby Witt Jr.? You know, was there – I'm sure there was pressure. I mean, so I'm sure there was – you know, it was a, a great thing also. So, you know, kind of walk us through some of the – maybe the positives and, and if there were negatives. You know, um, I guess the thing that, that, that helped with Bobby is when he walked into our school as a freshman, he had already committed to the University okay. of Oklahoma uh, before he'd spent a day in high school. So, I mean, and, and, to be, and to be quite honest, I mean, as I've seen come to camps and he'd come to camp since he was probably six or seven, I mean, you, told, you could totally tell it was something special, but I'm, you know, no one will be able to project what this thing ended up turning into. But uh, I guess the, the pressure really wasn't too crazy just because, I mean, I was able to go through the whole process. I was there. I mean, he, he was kind of a, I don't hate to use the word phenom, but he, he probably was. Uh, he, he was something to be to behold uh, as a freshman. So uh, it wasn't a shock by any means. Um, and then just to watch him do his stuff from when he walked in to when he walked out uh, and then everything that came with it w- was a neat deal. I told everybody uh, I wish, and this kind of goes into the state championship run uh, as well, I wish the, the, the journey was as awesome as the destination, but the journey – I mean, had some had some peaks and valleys, obviously, uh, as you as you go through that. And then when you try to navigate all the scouts and and GMs and just everybody that wanted a piece of Bobby uh, and wanted some time. It was it was one of those things. And I I will say this, the scouting, the scouting guys in in our area through that process could not have been better. And I think the big key, if I had to, to, to give somebody some advice, would just be to to over communicate with those guys and uh they're going to that when they see you're going to communicate with them, I think they usually try to bend over backwards to, to make things work. And then uh, it also helped. I'd had, I had a pitcher that had, that had run through and been pretty highly touted a couple years before. And pitching's a little bit different just because of the practice. You don't know exactly what their bullpen schedule is going to be and how their arm's going to feel that day. Where with Bobby, I mean, they knew, and unless something crazy had happened when they came to watch practice or a game, 
he was going to hit somewhere in the top of the order and he was going to get to play shortstop for seven innings. And during practice, he was going to get to do all the things that we do during practice. So uh, they could kind of see him do his thing uh, without any, any right. reservation, but he, he, he was, he was awesome. And I did, uh, I, I did he was probably a once in a, a lifetime uh, talent that I'm going to get to coach. And I certainly relish that. Uh, but he, he was, uh, everyone talks about, uh, and ask me, is he as good a guy as they say he is? And I mean, he's even better. So that, that made the, the journey uh, and the process with him even, even more enjoyable because he was awesome. I think that comes from uh, the pedigree that he's been through. His, his dad is, I mean, was been there, done that, and had been through uh, a, a full major league career and, and had, had kind of, and he's an agent now as well. So he, he got it. So uh, he was very schooled as he, as he went through the process. And where's he at right now? He didn't make, did he make the taxi squad or anything like that? I haven't, I haven't even looked. He did. What is crazy is he actually did oh, make wow. the taxi squad. Uh, and just uh, with, when you look at all the things that, that COVID has dealt with different people in the vast majority of that stuff has been negative. I mean, I think for, for Bobby's uh, just individual situation, I don't think there's any way he would have been in that in a group of 60 people, including those 30 major leaguers, had this this alteration right. not being made. And, and and during the time that he went through camp and went through uh, all of those, I mean, he, he really shined. And it was this Monday uh, we got a got inf- information that he he got to play against the uh, the Astros. So I've got a picture on my phone of him. He was played started hit seventh, played third base. And there's a picture of him and Altuve standing next to each other, and it's just it's crazy to me to be able to flip on the TV just a year after he was putting on a Colleyville Heritage Panther uniform and he's standing next to Jose Altuve. So. It's a, it's a neat deal. So he's he's sitting in that taxi squad, and, and if things crazy things happen, maybe he makes an appearance. But if not, he got some some awesome uh, experience uh, over the last. Right, few that's weeks. great. Okay, and and talking about a year a year ago, you know, uh, what was that 2019 state championship run like? It seems like it's just forever now. I mean, it almost like you know, ten years <laughs> ago. I was sitting there watching you guys play. Um, you know, and and when do you kind of feel like you had the team to win it all? Well, I mean, w- with Bobby and the group of seniors that he had, we, we had been close um, the previous few years. We got beat in the regional final with Bobby's sophomore year. Uh, we got beat in the regional quarters the, the year after. And then so we, we knew we were at least going to be in the conversation of, of what's going on. And I guess as you, as you look back and, and you look at things, it's just it's so hard to to kind of put the cherry on top and be the last one standing, no matter how talented right. you are, because – Things could go so so many different directions in, in our crazy game, but uh, yeah, I think we knew out of the gate, and it was one of those things. And we, we will talk about some of the mental side uh, as well as we as we move through this. But uh, one of the things, and as I've studied and, and I've been trying to be in depth with a, a guy by the name of Ken Revizzo, who passed away a couple years ago, uh, and one of his things that he said with the Cubs uh, when they did had their run was was embrace the target, don't don't shy away from it, and that was kind of our mantra as we went through it. We were gonna we were gonna speak. In, in ways that, that this was going to happen. And if it didn't, it didn't. But we, we were going to let let that have to, to be the way the game took us and not the way that our right. minds And were you lucky enough to have some teams really push you during district and things like that? I saw you had some close games and things like that. I saw you had a lot of blowouts too. But but did you have some teams that pushed you? We did. For sure. I mean, it was ones in which if, if you'd have had me to, to, to set it out, and this is for all of us, if we sat there and marked on our schedule which ones are going to be the tough ones and which ones are going to – uh, maybe we, we have an easier time with uh, it. Was, it was just, it was crazy with the way the game goes. If you get the right guy on the mound and the weather at the right situation, 
I mean, the game can do, do crazy things to you. So we, we were our, our crosstown rivals are the great Von Mustangs and they've had such a, yeah. a great, a great run over the past few years as well. So those games are always tough. And then uh, through the playoffs, we, we had two, two one game series. So those were kind of nerve wracking, probably more so for the, more so for the <laughs> coach than, than for those guys playing it. But, but those were the ones that, that were close. And then we get in the, get in the semifinal versus Corsicana. And I mean, Holy smokes! I mean, some just some phenomenal defensive plays by our, by our third baseman Mason Greer, and, and and just just to name one, there were more that went on. But I mean, the ball bounces a different way, and and we we probably don't walk off with a victory. Instead, we won, uh, won two to one, and then two days later, man, our bat got hot. <laughs> yeah. and it just it, it, I didn't. It wasn't going to get stopped at that point. I don't think. Right. All right. So let's get into practice. And uh, you wanted to talk about the middle side of the game. Uh, you know, what's what's the reason? I mean, that was. That was the first thing you told me is, you know, what's the reason for focusing on that, uh, you know, to kind of show off, you know, what your program does? I think the biggest thing is is that I came to the realization probably through some some life circumstances as well that that we're here. I mean, obviously, we get to use the tools of fielding ground balls and, and throwing balls and playing catch and different things. But but we've got to equip these guys with tools that, that help them outside of the game of baseball. And when. Uh, I came to that realization and started to try to, to dive deeper into uh, those habits of, of great people and what, what they're able to do that maybe we can use as, as tools in our baseball career or in our high school career or college career and then also turn those uh, into careers or into things that we can use uh, as a dad, as a husband, uh, as a co-worker, as a boss. And I think once once I kind of came to that realization, it was one in which I'm, I'm going to steer this boat that way. We're going to keep doing what we've done baseball wise. But from a culture end, it, it, I want this to be a little bit different from from what they may have been used to in the past. I just I think so often as we, we've got into the age of select sports, I don't think they get a ton of that. They get a lot of the game play, but I don't know how much they get of just the mental aspect on, on, on what a grind this game can be and what a grind life can be. So how are we going to, how are we going to combat that? Because the grind is going to be there. It's going to be constant and, and we've got to be able to, to match right. that. So, so when do you do, when do you schedule your, your mental training? Now, do you, I, I saw a podcast that you had done with Brian Kane. Do you do a lot of the Brian Kane stuff also? Brian's Brian's the one that got, got me kind of, uh, I would say waist deep in this okay. stuff. Uh, he and I have gotten to, to be very good friends and colleagues over the years. So yeah, that, that's where most of our stuff started and it's kind of transformed, uh, in, into different things. I think the challenge that you've got is you don't want it to, to become stale. You don't want it to become stale to, to the coaches that are delivering it. And you don't want it to become stale to the, to the more importantly, to the athletes that are hearing it. So I'm trying to find different avenues and, and different vehicles to, to let these guys hear what more or less is, is the same message. Uh, but they get to hear it from from different people, and what what Coach McDougal said may not stroke their heartbeat, but what Brian Kane said might, or what Brian may turn them off, but Stephen Mackey may say it in a little bit better way. So I didn't want to get pigeonholed in. If I had to give kind of a, a nucleus of where this goes, yes, Brian is, is is serves as that point. But I've tried to kind of branch out and and pull some different things in there just in case that is that's a voice that might not reach as many uh as i want okay and and are you doing this in class you i, I don't know what y'all's schedule is this uh is this a study yeah. hall or go ahead it just depends on it just depends on how what part of the season we're in in our off season uh in the fall uh we do a, a classroom setting so it is a one day uh they come in there in their school clothes and 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 we we go uh to the mental game uh for that entire 60 minute period 
um, on every other day, we start our practice with probably, I would say a maximum of 10 minutes, probably a minimum of three minutes, uh, mental portion of our workout. So we're going to get it every day, but we're going to dive probably a little bit deeper on those, on those single days in which we can pull, uh, pull more activities, uh, and, and do, do some different things. Okay, perfect. And, and what is your typical, you know, fall off season look like and say a typical week, you kind of gave us a, you got us the, the mental training for one day and then, you know, tidbits of it each day. But and then what, what about after that? Yeah, the, the, we typically go, uh, once, uh, and this is going to be a little bit different for this year. I yeah, really can't speak uh, to what this fall is going to look like, but in the past, I feel like they've had so much baseball, uh, in the summer, we typically go for about the first six weeks with some baseball activities and continue to, to, to play and evaluate a couple days a week. We compete at least one day a week through some just different, uh, different types of activities that, that let those guys have a good time and then also get to, to do some physical conditioning as well. Um, and then once, uh, once the World Series is usually over with, we put all the baseballs up and then it becomes into a, a conditioning like I said, mental on, on one day, uh, physical, usually on two or three days. And then we, we typically, we don't stop hitting. We hit, we hit all year round, but we'll, we won't throw for quite a while. Okay, perfect. So, you know, I, and I had talked to Carter at the beginning of doing these podcasts and he, he does that same thing. He says, well, you know, they already played during the summer, so let's keep them playing for a while and then we'll shut it down after that. So, uh, you two, you two guys are very similar in, in what you do with the fall. All right. So, you know, what are your, what are your plans for this year's off season? You know, how is it going to change? And, uh, you know, are you guys starting on time? I know we don't start until September 27th, which is, shoot, we, 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 right. <laughs> Who knows? We don't start in person, uh, for, for sure until September wow. 27th at the earliest. Uh, so we'll continue, uh, the virtual portion of that. I really hesitate to, to put a whole bunch of now I've got, I mean, I've got all kinds of thoughts and I've talked to assistants uh, about what, how we might spend this, but I don't want to put too much uh, effort and energy into something that might just get blown up right. right at the last second. So I've got a bunch of things on kind of standby that, that I think we'll go to depending on what, what medium we're going to have to use. But I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm, we're going to have to have some sort of interaction, whether it be virtually or physically. And I've just got to try to make the, the best out of that. Um, and I, I do think with the, the way that our culture is built, and it, uh, we, we've, we've developed an acronym and I, I get to te- teach off of that each day. So I think just I'll at least be able to continue doing that uh, as we try to navigate through it. And then once we get face to face, we can kind of continue what we've right. done. In the I, past. I think we're going to end up doing 20 minutes every day of, you know, a zoom meeting. That's going to be the way we pretty much take role with the kids. And then, then I think I'm just going to go, you know, pitching, hitting and defensive, you know, videos and stuff like that, you know, just to kind of keep them engaged and, and, and probably do some live conditioning also on zoom. So, but we'll see. It's, I'm the same as you, you know, I'm, I'm not for sure exactly, uh, exactly what I'm going to do. Um, now, what is some of the things you guys do for uh, culture building? What's, you know, something that you're very intentional about? You, you kind of mentioned it already, but uh, what are some of the things you do for culture building? I, I think the, the thing that, that, that has been good for us and Brian helped, helped uh, formulate this is when we set up our core values and let our, let our guys kind of figure out what, is it, what does it look like to be a, a college heritage panther uh, from a baseball point on the baseball field in, in the community, what's that look like? And we had to sit there and, and come up with the adjectives uh, that described that, that person and what they wanted it to be. And then uh, we took those words, and luckily these things kind of morphed into something that, that, that I thought could stand for something, and, and the acronym ended up being DUDES. 
Uh, and it, that little stands for dedication, uncommon, discipline, effort, uh, and selflessness. And and also, and I'm, in my mind, I could I could even talk to my 12-year-old son. What's it look like to be a dude? And he'll kind of bow his chest and <laughs> walk around like he's a big guy. I go, that's it. That's it. And that's, that's the kind of the, the, the mentality that I, that I want our guys to have uh, as well. So uh, it worked out great for our core values, in which we have five. So we talk about one each, each day of the week. So it's, I mean, like uh, dedication is Monday. And our, our, one of our guys will be responsible for, for giving the definition uh, of that. And, and we just kind of speak a common language. Uh, and I think when you have those core values, they just they they're there for you to to go grab any time that you need them. It's kind of like that low hanging fruit, uh, because when you see a teachable moment, uh, whether it be in the hallways or uh, out in left field, you've got the ability to have some some conversation on words that we're all used to. And, and they have uh, they have the ability to kind of gravitate towards, man, that, you're really you're right, coach. That's not exactly what it looks like. But then also. I mean, those kids have the ability to hold me accountable for that stuff as well. So if they see uh, some, something that I might do or say that, that isn't in line with what our core values say, they've certainly got autonomy to, to talk to me and call me out on it. And, uh, man, it's just I think when you've got something like that that you can all reach from, it is, it is for me and for us, it is just it's helped. And that's what I told lots of people that I mean, there's going to be so many talented teams. And we're like, we, we had a really talented team last year, but something's got to set it apart. And if, if you went back and, and asked Alan McDougall, I mean, that, that's what I thought. I just thought those guys through our bonding and through our core values just kind of reached a level that, man, it, it was a kind of a hard, hard knot to break. All right. So so if you've got a coach that's, you know, thinking about starting, you know, what you guys do, you know, was it did you really have to steer the kids at the beginning or was it more organic? You know, I'm sure you know, now like, I'm sure now it's 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 a lot easier because you're going to have what, 70 percent of your kids coming back that already know expectations. Uh, on the middle side but when you started is what i'm talking about did yeah well, and the thing is you, you sit there and you talk about um i mean do we want to go back we always go back and revisit it and we go back and we talk we kind of go through the same process and we haven't changed any words and like for for us for the last i guess six years it's been you're, you're when you come through panther baseball you're a dude um so that that means something but that is a is a formal process that we revisit and kind of show what those words mean do we need to look at it and i think more than any word we're probably not going to change our words but we might change the definition on how we're going to de- define those because i mean they're very specific and very clear um and and the the freshmen get to at least take a look at that and usually what i do uh, from that standpoint is i let the upperclassmen navigate it and then if and then we'll present it to the lower classmen uh, as as a final product. So they get to see how it was formulated, but don't really put a whole lot into it and just kind of acclimate themselves to it as they go through the program. Okay. All right. Great answer. All right. So uh, what type of personal development do you have for your coaches? Are you, you know, really intent on trying to get them to be head coaches, preparing them to be head coaches or, or not? Man, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's tough. Cause I mean, I've, I've got I've got two two guys that are former assistants right now Brian Tekel over at Burleson Centennial and then Chris Haney who is my my top assistant um, uh, last year is now at Lake Dallas and I mean you, you don't you don't want to lose those guys because they're kind of like it's like kind of like losing not losing your right hand like losing your right arm just because they get it they've done it they they can reason you just you hear with 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 you but. Um, that's not what this profession's about. This profession's about relationships and, and helping all of us get better. And, and heck, my, my hope is that just something those guys can 
take with Lake Dallas or Centennial or wherever these other places go and do it. I've done, but at, at least I, what to what it looks like uh, to what I think is is, is run a, a quality baseball program and enhance enhance the lives of young men. And uh, th- those two guys are, are awesome. Um, current assistant John Pavliska, who's been with us five or six years, who's a former head coach, uh, who who kind of meets the same criteria. And he, he loves where he is, and I'm sure glad he loves where he is because I'm kind of uh, selfish in the fact that I don't have to worry about him running off anywhere. But uh, yeah, I I am all about uh, sharing everything that I've got, and then if if they need to go share it in their own program, then more power right. to them. And, I'm just and that to and I've kind of got that answer from a lot of different guys is they need some guys that want to stay and be that assistant coach, but you also have to have those guys that are hungry and, and want to be head coaches at other places too. So, uh, what what are some of the rules Absolutely. and standards you mentioned a little bit? But what are some of the rules and standards that you have for your program? You know, I got this from. Uh, uh, in one of the uh, experiences with with Brian Kane, and I, I read a book from uh, from Pete Carroll, the head coach at uh, for the Seahawks, and he was really talking about his time at SC, and and not that that Colleyville year after year has the group that that SC had when Pete Carroll was there, but he had three rules, and he and he and he had those just in an effort really not to pigeonhole him and back himself into a corner if if things if things got bad, and I think it, it gives it gives guys some freedom to to act the way they need to, but also gives you the ability to kind of rein them in uh, if needed. Now, granted, I mean, there's, there's some rules that, in our, that our school district set forth that, that our hands are tied and they need to be tied. But we just ask guys to be on time. We ask guys not to make excuses. And we ask guys to make decisions that best represent us. And if they can just go to those three rules, which are very broad, I mean, being on time's not, uh, but the other ones don't make an excuse and, then, and make decisions that are, that are best for our program. Those are broad enough that that we can we can speak constantly to are you doing these three things and if you're doing these three things uh, in in class if you're doing these three things on the baseball field if you're doing these three things at at pluckers on a Friday night things are probably going to be pretty good in, in what's going on so we try to keep those uh, to a minimum I just I, I don't want to sit there and, and be the coaching police I, I want to to do some things with them that they feel comfortable enough to me to interact and, and to have. And to me, the, the more rules you have, the harder it is to enforce. And, and the, I'm not sure that you get uh, every bit of the kid that they that, that want okay, that you'd like to. All right. Now you, you've uh, talked about the off season. Uh, what about, what about regular season practice? Say the first couple of weeks, you know, no games, things like that. Take us through a, a typical practice what it looks like how much time you spend on maybe on offense defense or or if you do something completely different you know I, it is a, it is a very what i would call a, a pretty typical uh baseball practice in which we uh do our mental stuff at the very beginning and then it's a run stretch throw uh an individual defense uh de- defensive time which probably runs 20 to 30 minutes a team defensive time which probably runs 20 to 30 minutes and we'll take two or three aspects of the game that we want to focus on and then we always end up with with our group, our batting practice, which which we call group rotation, and that kind of incorporates uh, everything uh, into one. So you're still going to be able to base run, you're still going to be able to defend, and they're going to get time uh, in the cage and then on the main diamond uh, hitting as well. That's that's probably the 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 best part of that is it's an hour. Uh, I'll talk about that and and just from an efficiency standpoint, um, I know there's times that I was very frustrated when I first started. Uh, being a head coach and, and it, heck, even as an assistant, we go, all right, we're going to do BP starting at five and we're going to go for an hour and you look up and it's right. been an hour 40 
or, or whatever. Well, with the way that we've done it, and this, again, this came through Brian Kane from an efficiency standpoint, uh, we, we've put it uh, to, to a timer. Uh, it's all voice commanded. It's all off of music that those guys select. Uh, and like our, our batting practice is eight groups, seven minutes. We got a rotation. They're, uh, they're all hitting in groups of two, and that thing's going to last one hour and 30 seconds. And, I mean, you can, you can set your clock to it. So I think that helps all of us uh, as we try to navigate through. The kids get more hacks than you can imagine. Uh, and then from a standpoint, when I tell parents, hey, guys, our, your practice is going to be over at 6, they're not sitting in the parking lot at 640 still waiting for Junior to get <laughs> right. right out. And, and do, you use a, do you use a segment clock or you have somebody that's just – yeah, so there, there's there's an app on on the iPhone. I'm sure it's on the Android as well. It's called Seconds. Uh, there's a free version which uh, certainly does everything that you needed to do. There's a, a paid version that allows you to save things, and that's the one that that we we've decided to use. So we can set it up for all the different types of BP that we do. Um, and then when we set, uh, I'll, I'll request songs. Uh, I've certainly learned quickly that I have to edit <laughs> yeah. a lot of those of, of what I get presented, but. Uh, Anyway, we, we let, let them pick their music, and there'll be some days when I, I'll throw in quite a few songs from my past or something they need to be. And that our kids need to be exposed to the Rolling Stones. Our, our kids need to, to be exposed to, to different genres of what's going on, so I'll throw some of that in as well. But it's all set to music. It's blaring. I'm sure our football coaches hate it during our, during our season because it, it is really loud because uh, we're, we're located right next to our track and football field, so it's probably hard to communicate over there. But uh, – it's 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 been good. It's been fun run, running, having to run to the restroom during batting practice and look up and see somebody doing a track workout, kind of dancing around to the music that, that's on our field. But uh, like I said, from an efficiency standpoint, the the seconds app uh, it will it will time everything down. It tells you uh, exactly. You can type in the words that you wanted to say, and it may say let's rotate or or uh, go to go to group five or whatever you wanted to say, and it'll uh, kind of robotically in a robotic uh, voice state that and you just kind of move from place to place and they go off of whistles and it it kind of looks like just organized okay, i'm gonna have to use that we're, we're exact same way we 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 blast our music during third period and then we blast it after school every single day and we get requests from the football coaches from everybody else also but it, it it's <laughs> funny to hear you know a kid who originally came from mexico or something singing some kind of old you know, Merle Haggard song and stuff like that, but they just, but they get so used to it, but I only play mine because, you know, I do, I do ask them, I said, Hey, all right, send me your, your, your songs for practice. And, but most of them, most of them I get rid of. I just, uh, so there's a few I have to go, hey, coach, what happened to mine? I go, you know exactly what happened to yours. That thing got, got deleted as soon yeah. as I heard it. All right. Okay. And you, you answered this one pretty much already. So is there anything else that you do to save time and be more efficient? Because that's, that's, that's a great one. You know, th that one has, has worked well for us because I'll be honest with you, yeah. when I get into the defensive segments, uh, especially on the team defense, I mean, we, we try to keep that on time. But, man, just invariably the game does what the game does and we end up getting – off sidetrack just a little bit so at least i know once we get to batting practice we know exactly what we stand on the kids know it they, and we we start them at different places they're always starting on the field or in the cage and they they, they get a, a feel for that and it's kind of a time to it goes from i don't know it, it's it's more rigorous during those first few few segments of of the individual d and team d because it's a coach is right on top of you and it's it's very structured we're in the bp it's it's more more laid back. You're listening to music, and kids get to be kids. I mean, they're still they're still playing hard. Don't get me wrong, 
because all of this stuff gets charted and they get measured on, on what they're doing, but they're not, they don't have a coach breathing down their neck. And I think they enjoy that as they rotate around, they get to see different coaches in different aspects. As now, we, as now we that's one thing I've, I've kind of asked everybody is uh, how are you charting? Are, are you using a coach or are you trying to get as many managers? We, we've been trying to get managers. It's just tough to get them to come after school. I'll tell you what, it's uh, and there's some programs around. I know South Lake Carroll talks about having managers, and they've got managers falling out their ears. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't find managers for anything just for the same thing. They don't want to stay after school. Uh, we, we had the luxury uh, of, of some student managers a couple of years ago. A girl came up, and, Coach, I just want to do something, be a part of the baseball team. And, and man, I mean, she that girl could keep a chart and knew exactly what <laughs> hard hit, great play. She knew all of it and was really, really good at it. So, uh, sometimes you're blessed and have some ones that will, will stay around like Bailey. And then other ones, other times you got to get, uh, someone that may be hurt or a PO or somebody that rotate. It's just what's hard. And when, and the, and the kids get kind of pissed about it in the fact that if you don't have the same person judging, it, it, it makes it, it's not, it's not as good. You right. need the same two eyes saying that, <clears throat> that Mason Greer had two hard hit balls and Chandler Freeman had, had five. And when they do that, then they can do it. But if you've got two different people doing it, then they get to say, well, uh, he doesn't like me or she didn't like me or whatever. And it's, uh, I, I found that that you need to try to keep right. that as that's consistent a good, as possible. That's a good point. I've, I've seen that same thing. Now, uh, you know, gonna, we're going to get into the lightning section. So, you know, quick answers. Some of these are new. Some of them are not. Uh, yep. So who's your favorite player? That's a simple one. Okay. Ryan right. Favorite team? Uh, it's always been the Chicago Cubs. I may have to drift with the Kansas City Royals <laughs> now, but that's okay. Uh, what's the latest thing that you learned? And we've had plenty of time to learn stuff over the break, really, that you're really excited about that you want to introduce into practice. Yeah, man, over the quarantine, I, I've gotten into two different uh, platforms. One's with Brian Kane. I'm trying to go through his mental performance mastery certification uh, program. And then uh, Brett McCabe. Uh, out of the University of Alabama is offering something that's that's very similar, and I'm ba- I'm going through both of those at the same time. So I'm excited to see what I can bring uh, to our coaching staff and then to our kids uh, with those two platforms uh, kind of in my holster, uh, ready to fire when 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 we're right. able to fire our okay. guns. Again. And what's something in practice that your pr- that your uh, players really love? In other words, if they were if they were running it, this is yeah. what we would do, coach. Yeah, seconds BP I think is going to be a staple in what we do uh, with that seconds app because of the, because of uh, like well, just the efficiency of, of the whole game being done. And then we also do a, a kind of a two-barreled batting practice. You can't defend in it just because for obvious reasons because balls are literally flying all over the place. You got people just scattered about, and yeah. that stuff drives me a little bit nuts. But uh, most of those come. They love what goes on on the hitting end, so it's going to. Now, be do you have the huge Bubba, the extended one for the? we've got a bigger one but it is it is not that that monster that that you're thinking of we have one that that does it works it's a little bit tight in there at times we have to kind of configure it just a little bit differently to make to make it work for us but uh we did get one from burbank a few years ago that's bigger than normal all right so uh what's something that you you know really real really feel passionate about that maybe other coaches would would disagree with you on hey i lost you Sorry about that. I don't. I don't even know if, if you heard the last question or not. I, I did. Are we were just something that that coaches may disagree with. Yes. Yeah. Um. I, and I talked about uh, in in the, our roundtable with the with the coaches at at the convention last year, and this was one thing that 
one of my mentors, and he's actually a former assistant, he's our head golf coach at, at Colleyville. His name's Gerald Brown. Uh, was a, a longtime baseball coach uh, before he got in, into the golf gig. And he was an assistant for a time, and he kept going, Alan, man, these guys need some time off. And, I mean, I was just uh, – one of those guys that, man, there's no way that I'm going to uh, give these times off. They're young. They, they can go. And, I mean, last year we did something which we took our Wednesdays completely off. And it was going to be no matter the result of Tuesday did not matter. Um, they were going to get uh, Wednesday off. And I, I I will not coach another year without doing that again. It, it just <laughs> when, when we got When we got back to practice on Thursday – our guys were so rejuvenated. Our coaching staff was so rejuvenated, and it just was awesome. Now, it, it probably wasn't a fair glimpse of it last year because we didn't lose very many games on Tuesday night, and we were probably <laughs> going to come back and do it. So maybe it would be a little bit tougher if, if things weren't uh, in that thing. But, I, but I'll be honest, with, with the amount of baseball that, that these guys play, it is not – I mean, we, we, we do the same thing every day. We field ground balls, we do our team defense, and we take BP. They can miss a day of that. And to be honest with you, the ones that, that, that want to come back and hit, obviously they've got ways to get in our cages and do some stuff. But uh, it, it, it was something that I will keep from here on out. It certainly wasn't how I was groomed. But, I mean, things are changed. Our, our adults have changed. Our kids have changed. I mean, I'll tell you what, we reap so many benefits from just a little bit of time off and letting them catch their breath uh, during the long grind. Right. And and that's funny that you brought that up because uh, JT uh, – Jason Thompson came and, and spoke to us uh, two years ago at our, our Valley clinic. And when he brought that up, that he gives, you know, that's, he, he tells them, Hey, this is your time to go get your dentist appointment, whatever you got to do, yep. uh, you know, Wednesday, yep. we're not going to practice Wednesday, man. You should have, yep. you should have heard the moans in the, in the, the crowd when he, he brought that up and hey, I get, <laughs> and Jaeger, Jaeger, Jaeger from, uh, from uh, Corpus Christi, got up and spoke next. He said, Hey, I'm not giving anybody off. I, I coach in Corpus. <laughs> I get killed if, if something like that happens. So yeah, that I, I can see that how, how a lot of different coaches would not agree with that, but I, yep. you know, at, at getting to be an older coach, I can really see how that would help out. I just, I think uh, the, the ones that would disagree, I would challenge them to do it once. They're not going to, I know coach Yeager's <laughs> not going to, no. I love him to death. Uh, and that's fine. Different strokes for different folks. We all do this thing differently. But man, if they did it, they would not stop doing it. But right. that that's 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 my challenge. Okay. All right. So if we came to your practice, what's the three things that would stand out? Three things that we'd really notice. Uh, we we talked a little bit about this. It's just uh, we we dress alike. Uh, the coaches don't dress like the kids do. We have shirts for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have shirts for Tuesday, Thursday. So when they come out there, everyone everyone looks the same. Um, I do think it's a, a brand of organized chaos and what's going on that you're going to sit back and, and see lots of guys doing lots of things at the same time and everybody's safe and everybody's, everybody's busy. And then uh, the, the, the staple is going to be the loud music and, and just the, the different varieties of, of music that are going to come flying through and, and exposing whoever comes in to, to what to a little bit of a show so right that'd be okay. good perfect all right so uh favorite books or favorite resources you've mentioned a few already yeah i, I mean i'm in the a book right now and i actually gave this to my seniors uh i'm going back through it gave this to my seniors as as they were leaving some parting gifts and it's a book by ryan holiday called ego is the enemy i'm, I'm not a phenomenal reader uh, so I, I can't sit down and read for a long time. So these books are ones which you can kind of read on a plane or read over a couple of days. Uh, and it just talks about that most of the, I mean, a lot of the times 
our biggest problems are not are, are not external factors. They're us, and we got to find a way to to let our attitudes and our our selfishness and our this, when we get self absorbed, we got to be able to recognize that that that's kind of what's standing in our way and, and not anything on the outside. So I thought that would be something that kind of we all want to feel sorry for ourselves for for what we just have just gone through, and, and I, I do feel so bad because the the senior class of 2020 at the high school level is is the one that they truly lost. I mean, they're not getting that back. Everybody else kind of gets a redo. The juniors get to come back. The, the people in college get to come back and do some things. But man, those those high school seniors, they lost it. But I mean, this, this stuff happened for a reason, and, and you got a choice to to either to kind of to soak in this negativity or find a way to spin it. So I'm just trying to find different ways to give them. So that was a book that I'm reading. And then uh, more, like I said, I'm not a great reader. So I, I try to listen to as much as I can. So podcasts are, are big for me. Uh, Ryan Hawk has, has one that's called the learning leader, which has just been phenomenal for me in, in my personal life and just trying to become the best leader I can be. Um, and then Brett McKay, who I had referenced before, um, has, has a podcast called the secrets to winning. And I think Brett actually is going to get to come and speak at our, uh, our coaches clinic. If fingers crossed, if we get to have a clinic, uh, next year and he, he, he offers a different perspective that he, that he played baseball for Skip Berkman LSU. Uh, he's now on the mental conditioning side at the university of Alabama. So he's, he's, he's around Nick Saban a lot. And he's oh, wow. also got in, he's gotten into the golf game. Uh, so he's got. Justin Thomas or, or Graham McDowell. So he, it's just his, his spectrum is very big. Uh, and he's able to speak because I mean, he was one of us. He played, he played collegiate baseball and pitched at LSU uh, and, and was under one of the, the masters of the mental game in, in coach Burtman. So hopefully he gets to come and speak to us and, and give some, give some neat things for our, all of our coaches, but his podcast is, is awesome. And like I said, I'm, I'm part of his, his catalyst group, which is just a, a weekly, uh, a weekly get together, just, just trying to become, come better at what we do, whether you're coaching golf or teaching baseball or, or, or whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. Perfect coach. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I was supposed to have you on Thursday, but uh, we lost internet and went gotcha. through a, went through a hurricane and had internet today. So kind of a strange thing, but well, uh, anybody who wants to get a hold of you, where can they, you know, find you online, Twitter, email, whatever, whatever you want to hand yeah. out to them. I do run our Colleyville Heritage Baseball account, but I, I just I just run it. But anything personal, man, email me Alan A L A N dot McDougal M C D O U G A L at G C I S D dot net, and then uh, my sales eight one seven nine two nine twenty six eleven. I do text and calls, so whatever you need, if I could ever assist, uh, I'm just trying again trying to help help somebody uh, the way so many people have helped me. I appreciate it, Coach, and and thanks for helping out with the association, and 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 thanks for coming up with a lot of new stuff on on this podcast today that you know we uh, we haven't heard before. So I really appreciate it. Good deal, Bart. Thanks for everything that you do. You do an awesome job. Okay, thank you, Coach. Have a great day. You Be too. Be safe. Bye bye.